Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the ME7 podcast. Well, did anyone expect that this morning? I very, very much doubt it. Neil Harris spent 612 days and 90 games in charge of Gillingham. But just two months into the season, earlier today, he was sacked as Gillingham manager. Tonight, we're going to look at what has been an astonishing day at the football club. One, I suppose many fans can either agree with or disagree with, but I'm sure we're all in agreement. We never saw it coming this early up, this early into the season. Just 11 games into the season. But I suppose if people want to look at it from 11 games, those 11 games, we didn't, we, we only, uh, we only scored nine goals in, in those 11 games and we currently sit eighth in the league table. Neil Harris's final game in charge was that 2-0 defeat to Crew Alexander on Tuesday night. Tonight, I'm joined by Lewis, Luke, Matt and Tom as we look at what, yeah, has been quite <laughs> an interesting day at the football club. Um, boys, good evening, Lewis. Firstly, how are you? Evening, mate. Evening, everyone. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Like like you say, I was as shocked as anyone about the news this morning. Um, just sort of sat down and saw a notification come through. Um, club statement, Neil Harris. And I thought, surely not clicked on it. And yeah, absolutely staggered, to be fair. Um, I'm sure we'll come on to our thoughts and stuff. But yeah, it's, um, it's an exciting time, I think, more than anything. Obviously, there's a, I suppose, a period where there is in some way a bit of grieving. Obviously not like that, but it's obviously a shame it didn't work out. Um Neil's a lovely bloke and stuff, but yeah, it's an exciting time to see the direction the club's gonna go in now. Yeah. Yeah, Luke. Good to have you good Good evening. Good good, good to have you back on. Um Yeah, good to be back. Yeah. Um yeah, obviously firstly, I've not 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 spoken to you in a while. Is everything everything well you and your end? Yes, everything's well on my hand. New baby. Um, Congratulations. And thank you very much. Um but yeah, it was uh yeah, as Lewis said, a bit of a bit of a shock this morning. Um I think I've been very vocal on my thoughts on Neil Harris, especially on this podcast, but did I think on October fifth Neil Harris would have been shown the door? Absolutely not, but I'm sure we can go into uh, our feelings on that a little bit later. Yeah. Matt, good evening. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. You know. I. Yeah. I'm still in shock because echoing what the guys have said, it's just. It, I. I thought, like everyone, pretty much has said, I thought we'd get at least until Christmas to see where we are. But look, it's a it's a bold move. Uh, let's hope it pays off. Yeah. 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 Tom. Good evening. How are you? Evening, slow news day, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, today. <laughs> um, yeah, just to echo what the guys have said. Obviously, you know it was unexpected. Um, I think mainly because we we thought there was hope that it might. It was only a small a small bad run of form that might turn around, but also I didn't think necessarily that there were no signs that there was any unrest with regards to the ownership. You know, they were always really behind Neil, so to see that it's come to an end so abruptly. Um, was was a surprise. I'm sure we can all agree on that one. Yeah, yeah. Josh, 
Good evening, mate. Good evening. Sorry if you hear any background noise from uh, the gym. Uh, oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'd say there was some surprise on my end, but also not. I, I think that obviously we had had a downturn of form and, and we weren't scoring goals. And uh, if the rumour mongers are to be believed, it appears we'll be going in a very different direction outside of play. Uh, and that would be really interesting. Yeah, Josh, you might have to, you might have to try and go somewhere else because struggled, st- struggled to hear you a little bit. Um, okay, right, Lewis, we'll start with you then. Um, we might as well just yeah hit right, right where it, where it, the interesting point of the, of the matter. Give us your thoughts on Neil Harris being being relieved of his duties. Um, it's it's a really weird one, mate. I'll be honest with you. It's not necessarily the the response I wanted to have, but my first response was relief because I've been incredibly frustrated watching Neil Harris's football over the last few weeks. Um, you know, we've had sort of four eras of Neil Harris. Someone said it's me Tuesday. Um, can't remember who it was. Apologies to to them, but there's been the pre relegation era where he almost. Uh, gave up all his beliefs and values to try and keep us in League One. Very much nearly did that. Did pretty much everything but that. Obviously going down in goal, on goal difference. We had the, the first half of last season where it was probably Harris at his worst, I think. Um, both on and off off the field. He said that himself. And then we had <clears throat> post-takeover Harris back end of last year where things were a lot better and the mission was just to stay up. And then we had this season, Harris, where, you know, you think back to Como, um, you were out there, James. You think back to the fan forums and how much the Gallinsons love him, etc. And how much of a fresh start it felt like it was going to be. And, you know, first few games were good. Stockport away, I thought we were OK. Had a one nil win against one of the favourites for the league, who are obviously now showing that form. Um, Accrington at home, I thought we created a lot, didn't score. Too many, obviously, got the one nil win. Sutton away, I thought at the time, you know, physical side who are going to be decent this season, playing the way they wanted to. Obviously, that's not developed into that. And then Crawley, where we got lucky, we were the worst team, but we got the win. And after that, it's just gone downhill. Um, I wrote something after Tuesday's game, where you know, if the buck does stop with the manager, but you know, it's one of them where how much can the manager do? Because we miss so many chances, you know, that, that bond chance is unforgivable. Um, Coleman and Lapsley missing fantastic chances as well. And you almost think, you know, these last few games, Mansfield, Doncaster, Morecambe, um, and crew, we've, we've played well about putting the ball in the net and you almost felt like it was coming. But you mentioned the stat earlier, nine goals in 11 games, joint worst in the league. That's not good enough. Um, and yeah, the buck stops with the manager. I don't think there's anything wrong with with wanting to go and enjoy watching your team play some decent football. And I think that's probably the change of direction the owners want to go in now. They want to play attractive football that gets the crowd excited. It has been a chore supporting Harris's teams at time this year because we've been poor. You know, I think back to the Harrogate game where where we, you know, we 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 won one nil, but it wasn't a celebration. Um, it wasn't a celebration of, yes, we've won. It's a celebration of, thank God we've not lost. Um, uh, or, thank God we've got the job done, or more so. So, 
yeah, it's uh, for me, it's the right decision. I think from the outside looking in, it's very, you know, a lot of people saying why, but I think from the inside, you can see the problems. It's not got better. The problems that we've had before this fresh start, this was meant to be the fresh start this year and it's not developed that way. It's been the same problems and we've not shown any progress. So I think looking in, you can see that it wasn't sustainable. The timing is, of course, weird. We've got a few tough games coming up, which would have told us what we were about. But um, he's not going to get that chance now. So, yeah, I like I like the proactiveness of it. I think it's the correct decision. But, you know, where we go from here, he's Gallinson, I suppose, have only done half the work because they've now got to get this next appointment right. And then we've got to improve as a team as well. So that's, that's my initial reaction. Yeah, Luke, uh, I, I know obviously um, you, you were, you, you were very sort of, sort of half, half and half on Harris. I, I don't think you've ever been yeah. sort of Harris in or Harris out either way, really. I think some weeks he sort of won you round, didn't he? And then it was sort of other weeks you were frustrated with it. I think that's a fair assessment of how you felt about him. Yeah, I think there was always that, that question mark over his head. And I think it was always coming back to what I was saying on here about a year ago is that do I think he's ta- tactically sound enough to do jobs to get to do the job over the the better managers the better teams and I think we've come to that answer and it's no um but I was you know I've said it on here I was I was crawling over the fence line and and, and becoming more of a, a Harris in man and then I say the first four games yeah we did win the game win games but we were still in my opinion poor um and that's just transpired in from, as Lewis has rightly said, from after the Crawley game, that, that I think there was problems. And I think, like when I first, obviously I rang you and broke the news to you, didn't I? And uh, I think the first thing that came across my mind was after kind of having a few different phone calls with a few different people is that the timing is, is a massive question mark. If they've sacked him... This quickly, is there a replacement already lined up and has this been premeditated? A lot of rumours are coming out that allegedly the boards and other people were wanting to get him gone after the Grimsby game. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but that's apparently there. There's talks of, there's talks that Carl has been at games and had premeditated. Yeah, Carl Robinson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is, is... I say have these have these meetings taken place beforehand? Like I said, a number of people said that this is circulating on Twitter now, and I think it's a bit of shock because I didn't think that Brad would have been so ruthless in that decision, and and I think this must something has have had to happen from Tuesday night to two days later being sacked that there's something off about it. Mm. It for me as well, you... but like I say, um, there is a bit of relief that you know that I think the club will go in a different direction. I think the problem that they've got now is you've sacked a high grade manager, you can't, in my opinion, you can't go, you, you can't get anyone of it's all, the next manager's got to be of, of pedigree because I don't think he'll go down with the fan base or. Or it's, it's going to be a very. Oh, no, I no, I do, I do is. completely agree with that. Bang on, because Neil has got a serious. People can say what they want about about his football and whatever else, but he's got a serious pedigree, Neil Harris. Um, yeah, he's, I agree. He's 
He's got Cardiff in the playoffs. He got Millwall promoted and a good Millwall side. Um, and and you are bang on, Luke, because I think the, the, the next appointment, for me, I think if it's Carl Robinson, that is a sideways move. I think... I, I, I agree. I think... I think they're much of a muchness. Yeah, they, yeah, Carl might play. Put it this way: obviously, we've got hundred, yeah, nearly a hundred people listening here tonight. And I text my Oxford supporting mate, who I went to university with. Lewis knows him. Um, I text my Oxford mate, who said, uh, and I, I text him, and I said, "Oh, Carl Robinson is uh, highly linked with the dual job." And his response was me was, "Oh God, no!" I, I was like, "Ah." Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think. Obviously, I know. Um, I think I've seen like a couple of names like would Lee Boyer drop down to League Two because I think that'd be an upgrade. Um, I think you've you've got to go one way or the other with the next appointment, and in my opinion, you either go down the route of going down Williamson, um, someone up and coming from the National League, but that's a massive risk because, as we rightly mentioned, we're only two points off the top of the league and we're in seventh position. Or do you now go the other way and you go for someone that's got pure pedigree that's no he's going to give you a better win rate of is it fifty two or fifty eight percent in this calendar year um, that's going to give you results and I think it's a very tough decision and one that I don't think will be taken lightly I don't think obviously a lot of reports saying we're going to have someone in in the dugout either Saturday or or by next week I don't, personally don't think we will because I think this decision is a make or break for the it's either going to be a masterstroke. Or it's going to be what, or a, a very, very, very I, bad decision. I, I would, I would not see the point of sacking Neil Harris before Saturday if we don't have someone in that dugout. Because to me, Neil Harris's home record speaks for itself. He's had one of the best home records a Jules manager can have, and so if you don't have someone in that dugout or at least appointed by Saturday, I think it's a pretty pointless move. You might as well have just left it. So. That's my that's yeah that's my view on it. I'll give my view properly later. But Josh, let's see if we can hear you now. What's what's your thoughts on it? Can you hear me? A bit better. Yeah, go for it. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I, I'm of a similar mind to you. I, I think the appointment will be done rather swiftly. I, I, I don't really see the point in sacking Neil. I, I, I'm hearing a lot about Carl Robinson and the betting odds for it are much shorter than everyone else. Uh, I wouldn't mind that appointment. Uh, he's someone that obviously has a similar track record in the Neil in that he's got a team promoted from move one into the championship and has played some quite attractive football at times, particularly with the uh, MK Don side. Uh, even in his Oxford tenure, he had uh, a really good spell there and it obviously just fell off where the, where the recruitment wasn't good enough. I, I, I just don't know. Um, would I like to see it? to play more attractive attacking football obviously I think everyone wants that but it, it feels like a risk uh, and unless that has been bridged uh, I don't know why, why we would have done it yeah okay Matt we'll bring you in then what's your thoughts on it Matt are you there uh, yeah classic <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I mean, it is, it, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play on, on, on the, on the opposite side now. If you look at, yeah, the fact we've only scored nine goals in 11 games. Yeah, there's been, you know, we've been great defensively, but going forward, 
even the same last year, first half of the season, we, we struggled. And Brad and Shannon are probably looking at that thinking, you know, we we don't want to repeat that. It looks like it could potentially be going the same way. We want to be promotion contenders. Something needs to change. Ultimately, the only thing they can do in the middle of the season without, you know, obviously getting three players in is is change the manager. And obviously, they've they've taken the bold move to to get rid of Neil. I thought it was a lovely touch that Brad came out with that tweet earlier as well. Um, that we we all know how much Brad uh, and Shannon absolutely love Neil. He he was pretty much you know the first person. You know, he he was the guy that introduced him to, to Gillingham Football Club pretty much as a whole. And, um, you know, he, he'll always be, I think, someone that would be welcome at Gillingham Football Club, especially from Brandon Shannon with open arms. But it's a bold move to go ahead and get rid of him, you know, 11 games in. I thought they would have given him at least till Christmas. Um, you know, I said, I believe, I believe they're due, uh, um, his uh, all of his teams come come strong in the in the second half of the season. So, you know, I would have thought if we were sort of mid, uh, uh, in that sort of promotion push, sorry, then, you know, who knows what could have happened. But look, in terms of who's going to come in, I mean, the Cowley brothers, that, that's, that's an idea, you know. I've seen Frank Lampard mention, hey, you never know. But look, whoever comes in, I don't care who it is, we've got to get behind him. That's ultimately, for the first, you know, five or six games, we've got to get behind him and we've got to get behind that team because I'm sure you've all seen the Mahoney interview. Uh, uh, not Mahoney, sorry. Um, uh, Masterson interview, sorry. I don't know if you haven't, but please go and watch it on iFollow. But those players are going to be hurting right now, but tomorrow they're going to have to get back into the training pitch and we're going to need to get behind them on Saturday. Tom, um, I enjoyed your piece that you wrote for, for Jules in the in the blood earlier how are you how are you feeling about it yeah right I mean first things first let's let's not kid ourselves with this I don't think Brad wanted to make this decision um especially as you said you know with kind of the 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 friendship that they both got with Neil and how openly they've spoken about about how much they like him um I do think that reading between the lines when the club have quoted that they want to go in a different direction they already know what direction that is um, and it isn't with Neil, uh, whether that might be for, whether that's a personal thing or whether that's a football-related matter. Um, I think that them saying that they've already, that um, they want to go in a different direction means that they've already got a man in place, whether that's this weekend or, or you know, by next weekend or even by, by the Tuesday game. Um, I think they know who they want. Now, obviously, we we underestimate maybe how much Brad and Shannon know about the, the EFL sort of pyramid. Um, so they would have maybe sought some of advice from the likes of your scallies and your jackets and so on and so forth. And maybe they they have an idea about who they want to, want to take us forward. But I, I am surprised that they didn't give Neil more time from, from them being kind of fully in place. Realistically, it's only been nine months or so that they've been kind of fully overseeing football matters so yeah it's um it's a, it's a tough one to take because I think we all wanted it to work out um for for Neil as a person and as an individual um but clearly there are factors that we don't that we haven't quite taken into consideration yet that have caused this decision today um yeah obviously I know that we're going to get on to kind of new names but 
I do genuinely think that that we already know that you know Brad and Shannon already know who they want. Hence why they they've said that it's a different direction. No, you're back on the money. Um, yeah, Lewis, I think that makes a good point, isn't it? Is that you can, um, I suppose you can, you can be frustrated with a football all you want and and whatever else. But but I suppose from the outside looking in, um, and I know you made this point earlier. We are we if we do win Saturday, we are. I think we can go back into the top three, whatever it is. I think I think it's that. Um, statistically wise. This calendar year, we are one of the best sides in this division in in twenty twenty three. Um, we've got a, we had a great home record under Neil. Um, I'm 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 just I'm I'm think I'm playing devil devil devil's advocate a little bit, Lewis. But I suppose if you look at it stats wise, is it is it incredibly harsh to sack him? Now, just eleven games into the season, what because he's he's built a squad over over January. He's built the squad again in the summer. Is it is it a bit of a knee jerk or is it is it yeah is it is it the right thing? Stats wise, it's harsh. Um, you've obviously just listed listed off a few there. I think I mentioned earlier on we've got an incredibly tough run. Um, well, we started that run really getting one point from the first two games, Mansfield and Crew. Um, as you mentioned, I think he had some credit in the bank for what he did last year. I think, obviously, he was well liked. He he was really well liked by the players. You can tell that from Conor Masterson's interview, um, and I think from what we're led to believe as well, it's not gone down particularly well with a lot of the players. Hopefully, they will, um, in the nicest way, get over themselves eventually because you know this happens, and we've got a game at the weekend. Um, there could be a couple reactions of people that go either way but hopefully they're all professional enough to sort of welcome Keith um to the coaching head coaching role if you like and 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 get and back him and know that there's going to be someone else more than capable of doing the job coming in soon um Harris provided a lot of stability he obviously loved the club he he split the fan base like nothing I've seen for quite a long time with Gillingham really um in terms of what, what people are thinking. I think it was just more a proactive move rather than a reactive move. As I mentioned earlier, things haven't got better in terms of what the main issues have been, but you just mentioned off, listed off, James, in terms of the results, this calendar year, the home record, etc. You can't argue with it. I just think we weren't progressing, really. And <clears throat> in a very competitive League 2 where we want to be at the top end of the league... Um, we were falling down and I suppose in my opinion and in the opinion of the people that have made the decision, they've made the decision to jump ship before that gets worse, I suppose, which they obviously envisaged happening. Sounds like they had a pretty lengthy meeting this morning with all the senior sort of people involved. Um, Gallison's Kenny, I imagine Paul Scully would have been there. Um, maybe one or two others. So they've obviously chosen to part ways. I think um, Keith Millen's interview was, was good. Um, really nice that Harris offered to help help out with the game for Saturday, and you know I liked him as a bloke. You know, um, Amo Acoustic's done a nice a nice song for him as well, and it's a shame that he's gone. But with yeah, with with Keith Millen, I think you know he's done it before. He said he's used to this situation specifically where he's gone in and 
been an interim um, interim coach, it's when someone's just been sacked, it's when you've got to pick players up. So players need to trust him. Um, they're professionals, it's their job. So hopefully that um, we don't see any down tools or anything. I'd like to think we wouldn't. I think as well, um, you know, the new new person's going to come in, whoever that may be, and then hopefully they're back him as well, depend or him or her as well, depending on, you know, whether that's um, someone of the same pedigree. I don't necessarily agree with with your guys' points about having a pedigree manager. I think the manager's got to do well. I think the change of direction might be someone who plays attractive football, someone who's up and coming, which of course is a risk, but maybe that's what they're going for. Um, you know, I, I, I won't say any names now. I'm sure we'll come on to it, but I can understand it. It's a ruthless decision, but I do definitely understand it. Yeah, Luke, um, it, it seems like to me the, the the fan base is almost split in a way where they're almost... Yeah, you've you've very you have very much got the Neil Harris in side of it, where they just don't understand the sacking. It's they they feel it's incredibly harsh, um, and then I suppose you've got the out lot who are it's it's waiting to happen. But you've then also got that middle part of I can see why. Um, yeah, I, I I suppose yeah. How how do do you feel that he had he had credit in the bank to give him longer. I think, I think from, and I think Lewis mentioned this right at the beginning. I think a lot of people that are looking, people that are looking from afar, looking in, thinking, why has this happened? But then if you've been to any of the games recently, you can, and obviously they're middle ground fans, you can see why it's happened. Um, and I, I think once people, once you get over the shock of it and kind of analyse and go and look through the other stats, like I say, well, you know, fair play, we've got, he's got a massive high percentage win rate in 2023, but there's still them statistics that really jump out to me is that obviously zero away league games, one from behind under Neil Harris in his whole tenure. Um, the amount of goals that we've scored, around zero goals that we've scored in games. I think looking at stats that over last year was 57% of the games last year. Fair play, it was a half and half season. We didn't score a goal. Um, and that's what's happened over the last couple of weeks. I think it's just if you, the Gallansons and, and Jacket and and Hess and probably Scully had an input as well, is that are we seeing the same traits of the beginning of last year where we couldn't score for Toffee, but we've got new players, but it's still under the same management. And I think that's fair play. We have created more chances, but we still can't put the ball in the net. And I think you can look at it in another way as well, is that could Jacket and Hess be to blame as well, that we may have put all of our eggs into one basket and with Alfie May. And if we'd have got Alfie May in, do you think we'd be in this position now? I don't think so. But again, it could have been with that Akinyemi. He's, he's scored, I think, 11 in seven because we didn't score a goal, get a goal scorer. Do you think Harris would still have a job? I'd probably say yes. I think there's a there's a whole different ways you can analyse it. But I think we were just seeing, I think we was, over the last few weeks, we were just papering over cracks. And um, you can see why he's gone. No, that's, that is that is that is a point I I am made earlier, Josh. That is a very very good point about the Hess and Jacket situation. Um, 
I suppose you can you can look at it from a point of view that we needed a goal scorer all summer. We needed one. We needed one. We needed one. Neil kept saying we needed one. And then a few days before the season arrived, yeah, might, might have even been after the season had arrived, Macaulay Bond rocked up. And it seemed to me it was a it was a panic. Um, yes, Macaulay has done has done well for the team, but when he's got into goal scoring positions, he just has not shown ruthlessness. Um, and it's one area that all summer we cried out for. And like Luke said, I think he's bang on about we put all the eggs in Alfie May's basket. And the recruitment team, I suppose, ultimately let Neil Harris down. Uh, I'm, I'm inclined to, to disagree there, uh, really. I think but there's been a lot of criticism of Bond because he's only scored one goal. I think, realistically, he came in and was unfit and, and then has gradually grown into fitness. The past few games, he had some good. Um, obviously, he missed the sitter in the crew game and in the Doncaster uh, game, which, you know, obviously, we don't need to see. But, for me, his general play has been, been quite good. The quality of opportunities that we create, for me, it, it's been lacking. It, 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 there's just something about us in the final third that I do, I did feel was a was a managerial issue, not necessarily a personnel issue, but that worried me. You know, when we had our wingers, they weren't running down to the byline, cutting in it and trying to get a ball across. It, we were lumping it into a forward who, you know, was fairly tall and physical, but he, he's only six foot. And the other day against Manfield, he was up against six foot five. Massive brick shit house, Aiden Flynn. Uh, it just it wasn't working, and our, our build-up play into the final third. We're, we're bypassing some of the most creative midfielders in the league. We've got Johnny Williams and George Lassley in the team, and we just weren't utilising them at all, in my opinion. Um, so I, I disagree that that we've missed out on a goal scorer. I I, I don't know what the issue is, but. To me, that there was an issue with our approach play and how we were entering the final third and the quality of opportunities that we were generating, I, I felt was poor. Uh, the only game where I felt that we really were ruthless and created really good opportunities was the Southampton game, and that was because Southampton were incredibly open. So I think that there needs to be, you know, obviously that decision was made based on, on how we were playing, and I, I think that I'm, I'm really sad because I like Neil and... I wanted him to succeed. But it, it just wasn't clicking in the final third. Uh, yeah, OK. Um, all right, then. Um, I suppose we've, 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 we've heard enough of the, of, of the five guys about, about how they feel about the Neil Harris sacking. I suppose, like any football club, football's football. Um, and, and, yeah, we, we, we move on. Um, so, Matt, Matt Olsen, we'll come to you first. What is, what is our next move? Well, I don't want to, you know, big myself up, but I did an interview earlier on BBC Radio Kent, <laughs> and I suggested three. Uh... <laughs> so no, I look, I, I suggested uh, three players. Uh, sorry, three uh, managers. Um, I'm just going to throw them out there. Uh, so you've obviously got the Cowley brothers. Um, obviously, I know they're out of work currently. I thought they did really well. Obviously, um, we're unfortunate to get sacked from, was it Huddersfield, I think, wasn't it? Um, 
But um, yeah, I mean, wh- whether they'd be willing to, and obviously, I think they 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 live down south, so you know, there's an option. Um, I've only because I saw his name mentioned, and do you know what? Hey, if he wants to advance his coaching career, career this could be a good opportunity. There's always uh, Frank Lampard. Uh, and the other one would be, uh, I know we chased him uh, last uh, time, but Andy uh, Woosman, is it from um, Bromley? Um, again, he, he's done wonders down there. If they if they were looking at changing direction, you know, there's a couple of different options there. But look, I've said it once, I say it again. Whoever they bring in, look, let's let's just please get behind them at the start. Let's. If it's a young guy, let's not moan that they're going to be inexperienced. If it's an experienced guy, let's not moan that it's not a young and upcomer. You know, let, let's just get behind them for the first five or, or six games because ultimately that's what the team's going to need us and it, it needs to start this Saturday, mate. Yeah, Tom, obviously um, you you brought up five names for, for Jill's fans to look at earlier in your article. Um, but, but how do you feel or what, what do you feel our next move is as, as, a, as a club? Oh, I think the important, one of the most important things to to note, first of all, is that when a fan of another team comes to you and says they're this, they're that, just ignore it because we we know full well that with players and managers, if it doesn't work at one team, it doesn't necessarily mean mean it's not going to work at, at another team. You know, people have different spells at different clubs. Um, I think with the Robinson situation, he's he's had three EFL clubs in thirteen years, so he's got he's got the longevity there. He might not have won an awful lot. He I know, uh, I know that he came close on a few occasions with MK and with Oxford. Um, he would be up there as as a possible choice. Um, I do think that if Brad's going to take the decision to to, to move Harris on, then it's going to be. Um, he's always talked about he wanted an upgrade. He wanted to upgrade the the squad, upgrade the stadium, upgrade the infrastructure. So why would he not want to upgrade the manager? So that's what makes me think that he's already got a next move in place. Now, obviously, what an upgrade looks like is is down to people's kind of opinions and viewpoints. But I do think that the likes of the you know Danny Cowley or Carl Robinson would be an upgrade in a sense of what they have achieved. Um, in in the in their sort of time as as EFL coaches, but then you've got the other the other end of it. Or, you know, you you go for a risk of someone like your Andy Woodman's or Dean Brennan at Barnet, who is kind of quietly going about a really good job in the, in the national league. He's got promotions with with Wellston and now got clo- got Barnet close to the EFL. Um, you you want someone with a completely fresh perspective and any one of those people would have that going into this role. And I think it would appeal to a lot of managers who are either out of work or maybe wanting an upgrade into an, into a League Two club. Um, I just don't know what direction he's going to go in. I can't, I can't place it. There's no, there's no obvious, you know, kind of next step for me. Um, and I mean, some of the names out there on the, on the odds are, you know, quite laughable. I think any, any free agent manager just gets picked up and put on, any kind of you know available job, but I, ju- I, I just don't know what way he's going to go, frankly. So it's quite open. But it, if if people have said that Carl Robinson's been been kind of sniffing about, you know, much like Steve Evans did when he when he took over, he was he was you know kind of in the building sizing things up um, before he took over. So yeah, there's there's names out there. I think we're going to see a lot of the same names banded about, but. 
be interesting to see if, if anyone else has got anyone else that's kind of completely out of the blue. Lewis, your opinion on it then, on the, on our next move? Yeah, I think I think Tom makes a really good point in saying that it's really hard to predict where we're going to go because although Harris, you know, ultimately it didn't work out at Gillingham, he is someone who has got higher pedigree. Wouldn't surprise me if his next job was in League One, something like that. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see which route goes down. It is really, really hard to predict. I think we could have, you know, a proven name, the likes of, you know, the Cowley brothers. Um, I wouldn't be too against that. Carl Robinson, I suppose, is a proven name. I would, I would be against Carl Robinson. Um, I think he comes with a few issues off the field, as I'm led to believe. Um, you know, he's quite ruthless, but also I don't. I, I just, hit, uh, you know, I've not met him. But in terms of his personality, that sort of thing, it wouldn't really be the route I'd want to go down. Saying that, he does play really good football. Um, he's done really well at Oxford. I remember going to the Kassam and just losing every time a few years ago in League One um, against the side, and that would that would provide the exciting football that I suppose we're after now, which I would assume is this different route that they speak about. Um, Scott Lindsay, I don't know if anyone's mentioned him yet, but he would be my number one choice, I think. Someone who is relatively young, worked his way up, he's earned his stripes. Um, you know, he's had, he's had his critics, but I think ultimately he did well with Swindon. He's doing an absolutely fantastic job with Crawley, someone who's local and knows the club. And someone who I think as well would be really interested in, in the in the move. I know it was put to him today by one of the journalists at Crawley and he sort of said, you know, I'm still focusing on this job, but if there's an approach, um, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we know their owners are quite erratic to deal with. I would feel sorry for Crawley fans, but, you know, you've got to put yourselves first. I think he'd be my first choice. Plays, again, attractive football and someone who is, is quite reliable and um, someone who can move the club forward with, you know, a bit of stability. I know Owen wanted to shout out Pete Wilde at uh, um, Barrow, so I'm, I think it's worth giving him a shout out, but you know I think that will be almost impossible given, in given the um, you know location, the fact he's in a job, he's he's doing well at that job. I think you know for someone like that, it'd be quite hard to pick someone out of a club who lives far away. That sort of thing. I suppose Lindsay is a little bit different. The likes of Dean Brennan, uh, Tom mentioned, someone doing well that would be a big risk, but uh, I wouldn't be against it. Or you know we could go down the route that that other clubs are taking having success with, the likes of Ipswich with Kieran McKenna, um, Plymouth with, with Schumacher and, and and other people as well. Um, you know, someone mentioned Andrew Crofts. I don't, I don't think Andrew Crofts would be able to be prized away from Brighton at the minute, but someone like him who is, you know, a good coach, up-and-coming coach, who is a currently number two. Um, Adam Barrett, maybe, I don't know, but... As Tom said, there's so many different options of what we could go down. Do we go for someone like the Cowleys, Robinson, who's like been there, done it at EFL level? Someone that's doing it at EFL level, someone like Lindsay or, or, or Wild, I suppose. Someone up and coming that would be a bit more of a risk, someone like Barrett or, or Brennan, something like that. So it's literally impossible to, to predict it at this minute. I think my choice would be Lindsay, but I would be. I think I would be very surprised if it wasn't Carl Robinson which I don't think would really fit the ether of this family club that we're trying to sort of work towards. But again, I would give him a chance and um, his football would be would be good. So 
I think I'd be very, I would be staggered to be honest if it's not Carl Robinson. But my my pick would be Scott Lindsay. Okay, Luke, how how, how do you feel about about our next move then? Yeah, I think the boys have kind of summed it up perfectly, and I've kind of broken it down into three different categories. Somewhat is that you've got the young up and coming managers that we've all mentioned, like the Dean Brennans. Obviously, you've got Mike Williamson at Gateshead, who's working on a shoestring budget, that's doing wonders so far this season. Uh, they're kind of the lower league, well, national league, a little bit more of a risk, but could be big rewards like what Lewis just mentioned, kind of what Ipswich and um, and, and Plymouth have done. And then you've got the middle grounds, like League Two managers that you've got, you know, the Pete Wilde, the Owen, I actually agree with Owen, would be a great prize, but I, I don't think the location would potentially work for him. But again, he would he would be another a, a great great appointment. And then, and then you've got Scott Lindsay, where it all lines to see that he lives in Upchurch. The location would be perfect. Money question mark over him. He's only got 60-odd league games. Didn't do very well at Swindon. Fair play, he's got a tune out of Crawley, but can that be repeated over over long term? There's, there's question marks over that. And then you've got the three names, that the, the, the big names that have been mentioned. Again, obviously I said Lee Bowyer. I think that would be incredible, but I'm realistic. Um, and then you've got Carl Robinson and, and the Cowley brothers. I think if we went down the Cowley brothers' route, the football wouldn't be much dissimilar to what we're watching at the minute. So is that going down this new way that we want to go with with the Gallantons and and then Carl Robinson again agree with what Lewis said the family club ethos do you think someone that's not got the best light from the media is that person nobody knows but I think you've got and like I said this is why I don't think the decision will be rushed or it's already been made I think it's one of the two because it's a massive massive decision a season defining decision again as we've said we get it right the manager's got to have at least a 60% win rate for us to go up this year and continue on back of what Neil Harris has done. Or we find ourselves sitting mid-table and this, this decision's been a massive flop and Harris should have got more time. Only time's going to tell, but it, it's a it's a big decision. I don't think anyone can call it either way. I know we sort of said kind of all these links with, with Robinson, but if it was going to be Robinson and he'd, he already met with the Gallantons, Jacket and Scally. Do you think they would have just sacked Harris, not even bothered naming Keith Minnan as a as an interim and got him straight in potentially? Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting probably week and um, something that we'll we'll all be watching very carefully. Josh, how do you feel next move? Yeah, I, like like Lewis said, I I would be staggered if it's not Carl Robinson. Uh, it, it, just that, that that going in the opposite direction. I mean, his football is is almost the antithesis of, of what Neil Harris plays. It, it's very fluid, very open, and very aggressive. Um, and that's you know we've not been that this season. We've been quite cagey, you know, pretty good defensively, but abysmal going forward. Let, let, let's be frank. I, I would be staggered if it's not Cole Robinson. But you know, we don't know. We don't know if the decision's been made or or, or what's going on. As to stuff in in his outside football, professional life and personal life, you know, I think it would be unfair to comment. Break, you're breaking up slightly, Josh. On that at the time that you made, if it is made, um, you know, we move on and... and...
Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's. Um, yeah. Let's. I suppose. Yeah. Let's move to MK on Saturday then. Keith Keith Millen has said he's going to be in charge on Saturday. I presume that's going to be stuck to that. Um, I can't. I can't see anyone coming in before Saturday. Um, Lewis, can you even? Can you even start to pick a team? No, I can't say I'm, I'm too clued up, to be fair, on what, what Keith sort of likes to do in terms of his system, his personnel. Um, I did have a bit of a theory that Max Hamer might come back in based on Neil's comments about leadership. He mentioned our lack of leadership and then he mentioned Crawley centre-halves as well and how good they were. So I did wonder if he would, would have come back into the team with um, with Harris still being here. I wonder if that might still be the case um, with Keith, obviously, just on the back of some news, a little bit of experience with someone who has played under a lot of Gillingham managers and someone who's used to, you know, things changing. He's been there and seen it at this club. So I wonder if he'll come back in. Um, he did say he doesn't want to change too much, so I imagine it'll be pretty similar. Sean Williams will probably come back in. Obviously, he can't play. Um, twice in a week, we've we've sort of come to accept now. So I, th- I think he'll probably come back in for Robbie McKenzie, and you know I don't really know the situation with Che, but maybe McKenzie will go to right back. I do think it'd be really interesting if Robinson did come in because if he's going to play this sort of four three three attacking football, it'd be really interesting to see his setup. We were talking about a few theories in the group chat earlier about how he could how he could set up. So yeah, if it is to be Robinson, um. I think I'll be disappointed, but I'm still giving my back in. You know, it's it's a fresh manager. You know, you can't you can't judge him. I think we all did the same with Evans. We most of most of the fans gave him their back their his back in at least while he was at the club, and I would do that at Robinson as well until he gave me a reason not to. I think um, unless I saw anything of a reason not to or whatever. But yeah, I think we'll make an appointment reasonably swiftly. I don't think it's going to be like a Keith Mill until the end of the season or anything like that. I think he'll definitely take Saturday. He might. He probably will take Tuesday. I don't know if there might be a new manager announced Monday, Tuesday. It depends, you know, how far through the process we were. I don't think they had anyone lined up because otherwise I think it probably would have been announced that they were at least appointed before Saturday. I think, you know, maybe we've got to go through the process of interviews and identifying candidates, that sort of thing, which might take a while. So, you know, it's good that we've got the experience of Keith there where... You know, he was coaching already. It's not as if he's got to come down from the director of football role or recruitment like, like Kenny or Hess would have to. So I think it'll be a sort of steady the ship while we have this transition. And then hopefully it's made made quite soon. Um, yeah, I'd be very surprised if, if Keith didn't have the weekend and Tuesday. And then maybe next week. I don't really know how, how quickly it would be a decision would be made. But it's important to get it right as well. So... You know, hopefully we we take a decent amount of time to make sure that happens. But yeah, in terms of a team, you know, hard to predict. As I said on Tuesday, from sort of minute twenty-five to minute seventy, we were decent and we created chances. Just couldn't put the ball in the net. I think, you know, different managers will fancy different strikers. We've got three, you know, really good League Two level strikers, in my opinion. Who it could be anyone's pick. Will he play two up front, one up front? You know, we never know. But yeah, I imagine that. There'll be a few tweaks, as Keith said. You know, he's not Neil Harris version two. 
he um he's got his own ideas, but he's not going to be able to change everything overnight. So it'll probably be quite similar, but I would imagine that Sean Williams will come back in and uh, potentially Max Aimer as well. Yeah, he might go down the more experienced route. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Glenn Morris actually come back in as well, to be honest. Um, yeah, Luke, feel feel pretty much the same about the team? Yeah, I think, like I've mentioned to a couple of people, I think you've got, it's either going to go one or two ways. You've got the, all the Millwall boys that are probably, you know, heartbroken tonight that their mates lost his job and um, the likes of, say again, like Connor Honing, Dom Jeffries, who was brought in, a very young Don Jeffries, obviously two years ago now, it was brought in by Neil. Um, they're going to be hurting quite a bit, but they're um, they're professional footballers, and like Lewis said earlier, they've they've got to um, they've got to get on with the job in hand. But it also gives an opportunity for players that have been on the fringe, that you know, like the likes of Max Clark, um, Jaden Clark, who we've been calling out for the last two weeks because we didn't understand why he's not playing on the wing and, and Johnny Williams is going to have to go out wide. Johnny Williams is another one who I believe um, played under Keith at Palace. It, it's going to be an opportunity for him that if he goes back into that 10 role, um, you know, there, there could be a number of different players that treat this as a that springboard that they needed. And I think there's going to be four or five of them that, that, that will probably grab the ball by the horns. And But I am worried. It does worry me about how some of the other players are going to react, as, as we've said Conor Marston and his interview was, I don't know why they made a player do an interview today, which I think is a ludicrous decision, but um, he was obviously not happy and, and refused to, um, you know, re- refused to, to comment on a few questions. Um, I think, yeah, I, I am I am slightly concerned about how this could go though with, like I say, the players that, that, that have worked with him for a long time and, how they react, but like I say, and, and what Keith mentioned in his in, in his pre-match is that it's his job now not to work on the on the physical side of things, or about the mentality of of how they get built up to a tough MK Dons game on Saturday. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, um, yeah, let's get let's get your predictions then um, for Saturday. Tom, we'll start with you. What are you going to go with? It's a bit of a free hit for Keith, being honestly, because he's probably not going to be in the job for that long, and he he's got a chance to, you know, MK haven't won in six games. They're low on confidence. They're even talking about, you know, their manager being being for the chop next. So Keith's got maybe one or two games to go for it and just, you know, implement what he thinks he he wants to do. So I think we'll score a couple of goals. Which obviously, you know, a couple being two is probably our best out, output of the season in the league. Um, I reckon we will win two one, and the goal scorers will be whoever plays. No, um, <laughs> I think it will be um, Johnny Williams will score, and let's go for Conor Mahoney will score. Let's let's be brave, brave and bold. Okay, Lewis, what are you going to go with? Yeah, I think I'm a bit worried. I don't know if it's a fair, <clears throat> excuse me, a fair worry about how some of Harris's perhaps personal friends, maybe his favourites, will react. Um, Masterson obviously didn't seem too happy today. The news is very, very raw, so it's understandable. Um, so you see, Sean Williams like to tweet about it as well, and I can't imagine the likes of Malone and Mahoney are too happy. People that sort of signed for Harris but yeah like we said we shouldn't have any reason to believe that that would affect any sort of performance and as Tom mentions other players might see it as a chance so 
it's not going to be easy. MK Dons were predicted by a lot of people to to win the league, but again, as Tom says, it's not been playing sailing for them. So it's not it's not a manager where everyone wanted him out, where everyone's chuffed that he's gone. You know that sort of thing. It's not it's not going to be a game where everyone's lifted because he's gone. It's going to be an interesting one. I, I I'm going to go with one all. Um, just because I think the the atmosphere, you know, the players and the coaches as professionals should be on the game. But I think potentially for others, they're going to be thinking about Neil Harris and what could have been, what was uh, quite a lot. So it'll be an interesting one. But I think um, I'll go one all just as a, just as a draw between two teams that haven't been at their best lately. Take Luke. Yeah, I'm worried as well. Um... Kind of picking up from what I just said, I think, I think I'll go for a nil-nil draw. Just I think there's going to be, um, yeah, I think I don't know how some of the players are going to react, and I think the majority of them are going to be more upset than pleased um, that this has happened. And I think it's going to take a, it's going to take more than just two days for for, for them to recover from it. Uh, Matt. Oh, so, oh, it's it's really weird. I had a weird dream last night that we won three 0 at the weekend, <laughs> um, and then obviously the news is today. But you know what? I'm gonna go. Oh, do you know what? We're gonna win three 0 okay. Do you know what? We're, we're gonna win three 0 and McCauley Bond's gonna score in front of the Vayner end and do his driving celebration. Uh, Connor Mahoney's gonna bend one in the top goal, uh, top corner again. And uh, Jolly Williams is going to score one on the volley. <laughs> okay, um, let's read out some of the comments then before we go. Uh, Matt from um, obviously Jules in the Blood. Uh, timing the whole thing, brackets, regardless of whether it's right or wrong, it's odd for me. Two days out from a big game at home where we are super solid, win over 70% of our home games this year, where a win could take us back into the top three. I'd like, us, I'd like to see a statement from Brad regarding why, given the nature of the, of the second, it being a manager who has his club within touching distance of the top, as opposed to struggling at the bottom of the table. That was Matt's comment. Paige, uh, obviously from home game two, said, we all know how much I love Hess, but I said exactly the same to my uncle earlier about Hess and Kenny. You're going to not all to be blamed on Neil. Stu Lewis said, Brad shocks us all today, so what are the odds on another shot next week with an appointment of a foreign manager? Different direction. A couple of people are saying, I wouldn't rule out Lee Boya. Um, I formed in the last seven games, 2-1. One, two, one draw, four losses, 11 conceded, five scored. Poor form. Uh, a couple have said, don't see if Robinson's an upgrade. Uh, some have said, uh, for me, it would be Scott Lindsay, Lee Bonia, Dan Cowley, Mike Williamson, the Gates had manager currently linked. Um, and a few obviously agreeing with Lewis about uh, Scott Lindsay through the door. Okay. Um, yeah, this is it. This is it uh, to end, end tonight then. Um yeah, obviously today's news um, is is obviously um, it's, it's up in the air. There's many questions to be asked, um, but but one 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 thing is for sure: um, Gillingham Football Club um, and 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 us as fans will will move on from from the news uh, for, from this morning. Uh, and I think it is important that we make sure that we we get behind um, Brad, the team, and and. And the football club on on Saturday and and in the future, um, Brad has always obviously maintained that um, he does he does what's best for the football club and the community, um, and um, and I think as football as fans, 
as Jules fans, we've got to make sure that we do get behind the team um, and and the football club on, on Saturday afternoon and in the future. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, uh, a, a, a very thank you very much to, to Neil Harris for everything he did for us as a podcast. Um, we certainly won't forget it. A great, a great man, but um, his, his time at Gillingham Football Club is now done and it's on to a new era as, uh, as the Jules, I'm sure, um, will want to wake that sleeping giant as quick as they possibly can. Thank you all for listening and good night, Art the Jules.